Welcome back to another episode of Talk Commerce, where we explore how entrepreneurs and businesses succeed through passion and dedication. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Jackie Downing. How are you doing today, Jackie? I'm doing great, Brent. Thanks for asking. I'm really excited about today's episode. Our guest is someone who has been able to create a thriving fitness business and foster an amazing community around it. Tell us more about him, Brent. Absolutely, Jackie. Today, we have the pleasure of chatting with Aaron Boyk, the co-founder of 3Click Mobile Fitness and the owner of Performance Running Gym. Aaron's journey began as a teenager working at Snap Fitness Gyms, and through hard work and determination, he became an entrepreneur in the fitness industry. That sounds fantastic, Brent. It's always inspiring to hear how someone transforms their passion into a successful business. What can our listeners expect from our conversation with Aaron today? We'll dive into Aaron's story, exploring how he built a community around his businesses, his partnerships with local organizations, and his experience implementing EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System, into his business. Plus, we'll discuss his advice for those looking to start their own fitness journey. I can't wait to learn more about Aaron's journey and how he's managed to make such a positive impact in the fitness industry. Our listeners are in for a real treat today. So, without further ado, let's welcome Aaron Boyk to talk commerce and get this conversation started. But first, do you mind if I tell a joke? I would prefer we just listen to the joke in the episode. But your jokes are not funny, and your delivery is terrible. Jackie, I would prefer if we just listen to the episode. Fine, fine. Okay, Brent's not listening. Here is your joke from me. If two wrongs don't make a right, what do two rights make? A working airplane. Now a word from our sponsors. Great news for the Magenta community. Hoofa is now fully supported by Amnesty, the number one Magento extension provider. With a catalog of over 250 Magento products and solutions and a full range of custom development services, Amnesty actively invests in providing compatibility with the Hoofa theme. 33 solution compatibilities have already been released and are available as part of the regular product subscription with no extra charge. And many more new compatibilities are coming. In partnership with Hoofa, Amnesty is focused on providing its clients with high quality extensions, great performance, and a high level of service. Visit amnesty.com for more details. That's A-M-A-S-T-Y.com. And remember to tell them Talk Commerce sent you. Have you heard of the Hoofa theme for Magento? It is a powerful yet intuitive theme that has been designed to help Magento store owners create the perfect online store. With the Hoofa theme, you can create a store that is unique and engaging while taking advantage of the latest technology that will make your site blazing fast. The theme is built with a modern, responsive design that is optimized for maximum performance and usability. You can easily achieve Google Lighthouse scores of 10. It is also fully customizable, allowing you to adjust its look and feel to fit your brand. Overall, the Hoofa theme is the best choice for any Magento site. It is easy to set up and customize, and it provides powerful features to help you create a successful online store. Plus, it is designed to work seamlessly with your existing Magento store so you can take advantage of its powerful features and tools. With the Hoofa theme, 
you can create a beautiful, engaging, and successful Magento site. Go to hyva.io to learn more. That's hyva.io. And tell them that Talk Commerce sent you. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this exercise version of Talk Commerce. Today I have Aaron Boyke. Aaron is the co-founder, the founder of 3Click Mobile Fitness. Eric, Aaron, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your day-to-day role and maybe one of your passions in life. Yeah, thank you, Brent. So day-to-day role, I manage and oversee the businesses. So my title is the integrator. I tie all the other positions underneath me together to make sure we're moving in the right direction. And something I do on a daily basis is basically working with my team to make sure that everybody's rowing the boat in the right direction and achieving our goals. That's awesome. And passions in life? Definitely outdoors and running. Those are my two big ones. All right. So we probably will have a few things to talk about in running. And I follow you on Strava, so I see your fantastically awesome runs that you do. Before we get into talking about your business and your journey, I would like to just tell you a joke. I know I prepped you with this. And you, all you have to do is tell me if this joke is, should be free or if we could charge for it. And I actually found a gym <laughs> joke for us today. So here we go. Why did the chicken go to the gym? To work on his pecs. <laughs> Brent, it's a good one, but I think not quite good enough to charge for it. Yeah, I know. They're going, if you've listened to any episodes, they're all going to be like that. <laughs> all right, I would let's start off. You use the word integrator. I'm an EOS person, and that oh. is an EOS acronym, or not acronym. It's an EOS word that we use. So tell us a little bit about. Let's back up a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your business and and how you got into it. Yeah, Three Click Mobile Fitness was co-founded by myself and a gentleman named Benjamin Cowan, who's a local entrepreneur. He's got a whole bunch of businesses that are now focused in home service. But at the time, I actually started working for him back when I was just 17 years old. He had purchased a couple Snap Fitness gyms, which were all the rage back in, in at the time. And he basically hired me as a 17-year-old, completely green to anything outside of making pizzas at the local Devani's, but very interested in fitness. So he hired me to help manage the gym, which was pretty simple at the time. It was signing up memberships, um, scrubbing toilets, literally everything that that you do at a gym is requiring. I was responsible for, so I was the one and only. And then... Over time, I helped him open six total Snap Fitness locations, eventually helped him manage the personal training side of the business, which was something that at the time this Snap Fitness had really failed at as a franchise franchisee. And we had figured out the solution. We actually went to big corporate conventions and presented to all the Snap Fitness owners all around the country and the world about how to manage their personal training business in a successful way. After doing this for a couple of years, I was actually just about to graduate college with my bachelor's in kinesiology. Ben knew that I was looking at other things, and he started floating the idea of three-click mobile fitness. And at the time, we were basically thinking about it like the geek squad of the fitness industry. We wanted to be able to bring fitness to people wherever they were and make it as easy and convenient and exceptional as possible. So the name actually came from the original booking process, which was your location, your trainer, your time. Those are the three clicks that people had to select on our website to get booked with their initial session with a trainer. So it was that easy. And that was the whole concept is then we would come to you, we'd have the best trainers, and we'd be focused on your goals. 
So that's where things started and where this journey all began. And I'll full transparency. I was a, a I was a client before the pandemic, and it did help. I had a couple. You set me up with some goals, and I was able to achieve. And in fact, I was able to achieve all the goals that we set up. I don't know if I had a goal. I want to qualify for Boston. That was one of my. That is one of my goals, but it wasn't. My goal would be just remain injury free, mm-hmm. and that that was one of the big ones. But I also got a twenty minute PR on the marathon, so. That helped, and uh, certainly what you did helped. So tell us a little bit about getting into that business space, and it sounds like you came right out of high school right into business. Yeah, so I I really gained a huge interest in fitness in high school, actually. I grew up as an overweight child and adolescent and really felt like I had no hope for ever regaining control over my body and my physical shape and much actually my mental shape too. But either way, at 17 years old, I decided to just start with a walk a day. That was literally all I did after dinner every day. I would go for a walk. You started off probably 10 minutes and eventually turned into a couple miles. And over time, I started shedding weight. Eventually, between this and just watching my diet, I actually ended up losing about 75 pounds. This is before I even touched the gym. And then realized after losing 75 pounds and getting to my lowest weight ever, I didn't feel much better than I did at 230 pounds when I started the journey. And that's when I discovered the gym. And I had a friend that introduced me to the local YMCA and lifting weights. And I gained a real passion for this because I felt like I finally found something that allowed me to take control over my body and my physical condition and allowed me to have the body I wanted to enjoy life. And that was really important to me. So I gained this passion for trying to help others do the same. When I saw that this Snap Fitness was opening up just basically a block away from the Devonis I was working at, I thought there's no chance in hell I'm going to get this job, but why don't I just throw in an application anyway and see what happens? And I think part of it is the fact that it didn't have to pay me very much because I was 17 years old and still in high school at the time. But either way, it started my journey down the business path. And the great part about it is Ben was a fantastic mentor. And to work alongside him in opening these six gyms and understand the process and understand the financials and understand how the marketing worked and how prospecting worked, I couldn't have asked for a better introduction into the business world. He was really fantastic. That's I'm, You hear that so often that there's an entrepreneur who has hired somebody who helps that person become an entrepreneur themselves. Do you think it's, is that unique or is that a, in a good trait that you see a lot of entrepreneurs have, that mentorship role? It seems to be a really common thread. Everybody I know, at least that has a, a successful career as an entrepreneur, they seem to have somebody that they've tapped into as a mentor, whether it's something that happened more organically, like in my case, or somebody that they actually sought after. I think one of the, the truths out there is that most business people are willing to be a mentor to another budding entrepreneur. And all you have to do is ask. So I think that if you're an entrepreneur yourself and just getting into the game, if you don't already have a mentor, I think it's a great opportunity to just learn and grow through a relationship with somebody else who's already done it. As you've progressed in your business career now that you've purchased the gym, right? So tell us a little bit about how that came about and what that gym is all about. 
Yeah, this has been the most exciting thing to happen to me business-wise since we founded 3Click Fitness. So 3Click Fitness, we had partners all over the metro, both pre- and post-pandemic. Those partners did dwindle during the pandemic with so many gyms closing, but we can dive into that later if you want to, because that was a blessing as much as it was a curse. But either way, we had partnered with Performance Running Gym slightly before the pandemic, actually. And Performance Running Gym was owned by my friend Mark Johnson. I was actually one of his very first members. He had really come up with a great concept for a gym. It was a gym exclusively for runners and endurance athletes in the Twin Cities. And that was a niche that I found just absolutely awesome because as a runner myself, I never really found a home in any of the big box gyms in the area. I had tried the LA Fitness. I tried the Lifetime Fitness. Of course, I worked out at the Snaps that we had partnerships with. But I always felt out of place as a runner. I would be doing some silly exercises sometimes, and I'd get a lot of weird looks. And I was the skinny guy that was in this really fringe sport. I do ultra running, so I run really long-distance races. And when he opened uh, Performance Running, it was like I finally had a home because I'm a huge believer in strength training and strength training for endurance athletes as well as the general population. But that was his whole concept was to open a gym exclusively for runners and endurance athletes. And so we had the opportunity to partner up with Performance Running. I think it was like late 2018 when we finalized the partnership. And Brent, you were one of the, actually the earlier clients that we worked with over there when we were just getting the partnership started. And we absolutely loved it. We grew the personal training business there a lot. We had a great relationship with Mark. And in April of 2021, Mark had approached me. Obviously, coming out of the pandemic, the gym world had gotten a lot more complicated. And he was, I think he was quite frankly, exhausted with managing the gym on his own. And he really was, he was doing a great job, but he was managing it on his own. And he had bigger and better things that he wanted to move on to. And he couldn't have this be the be-all, end-all of his existence any longer. So he was looking to to sell the gym to somebody else, and he really only had a couple people in mind. He was looking to sell it to somebody who would be able to continue on the legacy, that believed in the mission, and would carry on the gym as he, he had seen it growing into the future. We had the opportunity to purchase it. We took ownership in early May of 2021, and a year and a half later, I could not be happier. The place is, has grown tremendously. Training and coaching and sports massage have become huge services offerings that we have there. And it has really become just a, a fantastic part of the running community around here. And I couldn't be prouder to be a part of it. I should I'd be remiss to mention that my wife is 50% owner and does at least as much work over there as I do. She's fantastic with the community side of things and manages the membership and training operations. Okay, so I do want to talk about community because I've been in this in a different community, the Magento community. It's a software community, and Magento is an open source software platform that was built on community, and it's gone through a number of iterations, and now it's owned by Adobe, and there is still a strong community. I became a community leader in that space, and when I first started running, I started running with the group at Lifetime, like you said, and Lifetime at the time had a great deal. They had $26 you could pay and you get a, you get, you wouldn't get access to the club, but you would get access to the coach and you'd have a running team you could go with. And they seemed to have an idea that let's just make it more difficult for people to come to run group and <laughs> make it harder to be part of a community. Um, Maybe talk a little bit about how your approach has been to trying to build a community around your business. I don't want to compare it to Lifetime because I do feel as though they've lost the whole idea of what community means for a group. 
But I think it's so important, and especially in a running group, that you can go and meet with the same people and run. And especially on a 20-mile run, that time gets just sucked away in conversation. Yeah. So diving back into EOS for just a second, our three uniques are run, train, and belong. And the belong is what we're talking about here, the community side of things. So it's extremely important to us. And I've become a really big believer in trying to create community as as organically as we possibly can and take down as many of the barriers as we possibly can. So we actually host free run groups. We have every Wednesday night, we have a group run that's open to everybody. We host monthly fitness and running seminars, like the one we actually have next Monday is how to run 100 miles with a local coach named Jeff Miller, just phenomenal ultra runner. But we have a whole bunch of different seminars and workshops, and we host these for free. They're free to the running community. They're free to anybody that wants to come. Of course, we get a lot of members there as well, but we really try to provide some free content and some free engagement opportunities to runners in the metro area. And that has been key to us actually growing the business. I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they have to tie a price tag to something to create value. And for us, it's just been introducing people to performance running through offering free content, free valuable content. And a lot of that content is live. We do, of course, do some of that through social media and whatnot. But most of our community building has actually been done in person. So I believe that's really been at the heart of our community building efforts is hosting free opportunities for runners to connect. And organically, then we've seen the business grow because people find out about performance running. They want to be a bigger part of our community. They want to interact with our coaches, our trainers, our sports massage therapists, our physical therapists on staff. They realize what a great thing we've got going there and they just want to get more involved. So that's really been our approach to growing community and maintaining community at performance running. Yeah, I just had a I had a conversation with a business person on Monday where they were describing that the idea of as a community, do you want to force something on somebody or would you like somebody to come and then enjoy it and participate in it because they want to participate in it? So it I think it brings you a better customer as well at the end of the day with in the open source software space, people participate in it because they enjoy that community and they like to give back. So I think That translation, when it comes to a running community, people can give back through all kinds of things, but it's also just that that time where you can commiserate with people that understand what you're going through, and especially in the ultra space, and I've only done one ultra, so I can't say I'm, I guess I can say I'm an ultra runner, but I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore, (laughs) hardcore. I have a 50 miler in my plans at some point, but anyways, that's a separate subject. I do believe that the strategy of community and that sort of organic growth, and then not like what you said earlier about not tying a price tag to every single piece. Where have you seen the biggest adoption of this kind of community model in your business practice? So in terms of just engagement, where do we get the most engagement that leads to actual sales and conversion? Yeah, do you and do you track that? Yeah, we have a couple ways of tracking that, but actually so far it's been the free workshops and seminars that we've had the best direct translations from. The one that we're not tracking very well that what I would actually assume might be a close second is sponsorship and engagement with events. I didn't mention that before, but 
we've partnered up to become a platinum sponsor with Mile in My Shoes, which is a local nonprofit that helps basically disadvantaged and underprivileged populations. So people exiting prison, people exiting halfway houses and struggling with addiction and coming out of that help, helps them to re-enter the community through running and through pairing them with running mentors. And it's an organization I, I really believe in. And so we've partnered up with them. We actually have a couple of our coaches that are mentors for them and lead some of their group runs. And then we've also partnered with a couple of local running race organizations to sponsor their events too. So I would actually assume that's a close second because that allows us to engage with sometimes hundreds and thousands of people all at one time. Okay. I have to give a shout out to MIMS because I'm a MIMS coach on Team Southside. Woo. And I think that approach and what you've just described is such a great asset. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs overlook that local community aspect and they certainly, it depends what space you're in, but they certainly overlook that community aspect that helps to build people up that aren't maybe privileged enough to be in the space we're in. And I think running is a great example. And I just did a podcast on MIMS with somebody that was interested in the subject where we talked about how it we learn about the other person's lives, right? And we literally learn about what is it like to be in their shoes. And then we hopefully are a, are a, are some kind of a model for them to see, Hey, if you show up three times a week and run, you get a lot of benefit. You not only get a physical benefit, but what we've found is that there's that community benefit. We have 30 to 45 minutes to go out and run and what are you going to talk about? You're just going to talk about stuff, and you're doing that often. And if you have a – we do a half marathon training on the weekends. If that is an hour and a half or two hours of running, that's even more time where you have an opportunity to learn about that other person and build the community part of it. It's not just the physical running part. Yeah, and I would say a lot of the best connections that I have made for performance running specifically have been with people on runs. It's amazing the barriers that get broken down and the trust and camaraderie that gets built when you go out and run with somebody. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, we let our guard down. And it might be the endorphins, who knows, but it really helps you connect with people. So you did mention right off the bat a little bit of EOS. Can you just give us an explanation of what EOS is and how that helps you in your business? Yeah, so EOS is the Entrepreneur Operating System. It's basically just what it says. It's an operating system to run your business on to help you gain traction and establish a vision to see your business forward. We actually started working with a local EOS coach, a gentleman named Troy Schutte, back in 2019, September of 2019. Big shout out to Troy. If anybody's looking for a coach, he is honestly the, the best that I've come across. I've actually had the pleasure of working with three different EOS coaches, two before I purchased the business and one since I purchased the business. And either way, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made and really allows us to live our lives a lot more enjoyably <laughs> because we have things set up and organized. And I think that a plague as an entrepreneur is that you have so much to focus on at once and it really allows you to organize things in a way that allows you to be effective with your time, live your own best life while still executing on the goals of the business. would highly recommend it to people if they haven't already looked into it. Yeah, and the Twin Cities is actually a bastion of EOS implementers. My first implementer was Dan Moshi, 
and then Matt Beecher has also helped me quite a bit. But there's just, I think there's 28 or 30 implementers in the Twin Cities alone. So it's a great place to be if you're looking for somebody. Maybe it's not a great place if you're an actual implementer, but <laughs> it's, it is a good, it, it is a great place to be. But wherever you live, I think there's a, they, they call it a 90 minute meeting where you get a free kind of introduction. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody listening as an entrepreneur to, to get in touch with somebody that, that is doing that because you know, Aaron and I don't. We don't have time right now to get into it, but it does. It, it set when we sold our business in 2021. It set us up to to be able to have all those systems in place to be able to just say, "Here's our business that's for sale. Go ahead and do your due diligence." And it gives you all those little check marks. Let's just say. So one of those things would be scorecards, but I think the cornerstone is the L10 meeting. And I don't want to make this an EOS podcast, but the L10 meeting is, do you do L10 meetings? I should ask first. Yep. Every single week for both our leadership team and our training team. And just to comment on what you just said, I completely agree that basically the value of your business goes up if you're an EOS business, because you do have all those check marks, all those different things that somebody would be looking for if they were looking to purchase a business that was functional and operational and had potential for future success. It helps you check all those boxes. So I couldn't agree more. All right. So let's just quickly go back to running. If you were to give anybody some advice on how to get started and how to stick with it, what would you tell them? Yeah. So don't make it complicated. I guess that's probably my biggest piece of advice. I think that a lot of people, when they're just starting out, they're looking for that perfect plan. They're looking for that secret sauce, something that's going to magically help them get to that 5K within a week or two or lose 10 pounds so they feel like they can run better within a week or two. And just start simple. Get out there and go for a walk. And when you feel like going for a couple minutes of running, go for a couple minutes of running and then go back to walking. I think that walk-jog approach is where most people start off and it's the best way to do it. So just don't make it complicated. Start with walking. When you feel like running a little bit, start adding a little bit of running in, do a walk-jog intervals, and eventually you'll, you'll get to the point where, yeah, you can go run that 5K with, without any issues at all. So just start. And ideally, every other day, maybe even every day, if you feel like you're recovering well. Yeah, at MIMS, anybody that does their first time at MIMS, they run a mile. And we don't, oftentimes we don't run a mile. We might run, walk a mile. Even sometimes we walk a mile. And we've had people that have come and run an eight-minute mile and then have, have had a cigarette on their first <laughs> mile. And then we've had people that do a 20-minute mile on their first day. It doesn't matter, right? It, it's the art of getting out there and doing and changing something in yourself to help yourself grow. And I think that some of those habits that you form around that, and one of the things that I did, I, I think a lot of running, a lot of runners are numbers people, right? So it, when you say don't make it complicated, some of us make it too complicated. We want to track our all of our heart rate statistics, and you buy a stride pod, and you want to figure out what is your power spring ratio and all this stuff you don't even look at. But, you know, that, that basic number tracking, like how many miles a week do you run? And then setting some goals against yourself, like I, I have a running streak that I do, and there's all kinds of things and opportunities that you have and races to do. And I don't know, we, we could talk about this for another an hour, but in <laughs> races, that might be another thing to look at. If you're inspired to do that, just sign up for something short, something that inspires you because to have that nugget on the calendar at the beginning of the summer or spring or whatever it is that can really motivate you to get started too. 
one one other tie-in that I and then we'll have to wrap up. But I think one other tie-in that we can see from business to running, and especially in longer distance, is that you have to make a commitment to do something. And in EOS, we call it a rock. We have three months to complete it. In in a marathon, you typically have four months, but if you're doing more than one a year, you sometimes you only have three months, and you have to do those things to hit your goal at the end of that period. So no matter how long it is, if it's 16 weeks, 12 weeks, or 8 weeks to get to your to get your race, that you have to have the discipline to not only start, but your finish is going to depend on how you feel the day after that race. And I always say that if you can, anybody can do a marathon, it's just how you feel the next day, right? <laughs> you're going to feel really not, you're not going to feel great if you don't do any training. And I've done a marathon in three weeks and I felt horrible the next day. <laughs> um, but if you put all those train, all that training in and you follow a plan and you go to somewhere like PRG where you can have people that will help you, that at the end of that period, you're going to feel good about yourself no matter what your A, B, or C goal is, but you're also going to complete that thing you committed to. And I think a lot of business owners, there's another thing in traction called the shiny object. A lot of business owners say, I'm going to do this, but, oh, a couple of weeks down the line, they turn and they do something else. Yeah, there's no doubt that picking that that target and knowing that it's the right place for your business to go and really committing to it is an art. And it's, it does definitely have some comparisons to running because, yeah, you're absolutely right that in the entrepreneurial world, there's so many different strategies out there and so many different ways to new service offerings and new avenues that we could take. But thinking through what's going to be the best thing for the business and really committing to that, committing to something and following through on it is probably one of the best things we can do for ourselves as entrepreneurs. All right. So one one last question. You started a business that was traditionally not online, but you used an online idea to get it started. If you had some if you had some advice or something or a nugget you could give to a new business owner or an idea that somebody has that would be able to bridge that gap, like personal training nobody thinks about online, but I think mm-hmm. that you've done a great job on bringing the online to the physical. Is there anything that you could give somebody as some advice on that? Yeah, I think it all comes down to user experience and improving the customer experience. If you can find a way to make an experience online that starts online, that has the convenience of pulling it right up on their phone and that instantaneous gratification of saying, oh, I'm booked, I've already gotten that started, and you can make that process easy and user-friendly and fun, it's absolutely going to complement whatever business it is. It doesn't matter what business you're in. I think that's really what it comes down to. Find a way to make the online component complementary of your customer experience and better your customer experience. And if you can do that, then you're on the right track. That's awesome. Aaron, as we close out, I give everybody a chance to do a shameless plug. (laughs) What would you like to plug today? Yeah, so I'll plug 3Click Mobile Fitness and Performance Running Gym. So 3Click Mobile Fitness, we do mobile personal training in the Twin Cities. So if you're interested in personal training at your house, at your business, your apartment or condo, if you manage an apartment or condo or business that needs help with fitness and wellness services on site, uh, you definitely hit us up. 3ClickFitness.com is the best place to start for that. Again, 3ClickFitness.com. And then if you're a runner in the metro area, specifically in the kind of St. Louis Park or 
west side of the metro. Performance Running Gym is a great resource for runners in this community. So again, we have a great community that we have free events, seminars, workshops, group runs. And then we also have membership. That's a full service gym with cardio, strength, and then all the other bells and whistles you'd expect with coaching, training, sports massage, recovery, and physical therapy, you name it. As a runner, endurance athlete, we have a service that's going to help you reach your goals. PerformanceRunGym.com is the best place to get started with that. Again, PerformanceRunGym.com. And those would be my shameless plugs. All right, and I'll put those in the show notes as well. Aaron, thanks so much for being here. This has been a fun conversation. I know we could go on forever about running, but appreciate your thoughts on entrepreneurship and EOS. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, Brent. I appreciate it. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce. Please rate this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the free joke project. Go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the free joke project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch in the spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com.